Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show, The Big Show, the most important and critically acclaimed podcast that is recorded in our Emmy-powered, naturally aspirated automobile. And there welcome we go. to the show. I'm sorry. Go ahead. He only put it that way because he wants a blower, I think. Eh. I already got a Emmy, so. Probably more a supercharger than a blower, but anyway, pressing right along. As we record this podcast... <laughs> We have just been picking up some groceries, and we kind of stocked up because we don't expect to be up this way for a while. We don't expect to be out grocery shopping for a while. And this is one of the places that we love to go. It's uh, uh, run by Amish people, and it's basically they have a lot of slightly out-of-date and very cheap stuff, like salvage stuff that comes off of... uh, out of stores that closed, and there's a lot of those right now. So there's a lot of really good deals out there. I mean, we're buying stuff, you know, pennies on the dollar that's still in date. The packaging looks great. You know, we love to shop there. We got out of there with a massive pile of groceries. I mean, just a massive pile for $36. And if you we paid full retail for it, it would probably would have been over 200 One thing that kind of struck me is they had a big box of those little bottles of hand sanitizer for 25 cents a piece. Yeah, so know. that's what's in overstock at the moment is the little bottles of hand sanitizer. And you go to places that started 3 or $4 for the same little bottles today. So Yeah, at the height of the buying craze, they were 6 And now they're 25 cents a piece there. And, uh, well, I, the cycle doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me because right now there's as many cases of uh, disease in our area as I've ever seen. In fact, the statistics say it's the highest we've ever had. Now, one of the case, one of the reasons that it may be that way in Iowa, which is where the story is, is because they were selling these big, large boxes full of uh, Twinkies cereal. A whole case of Twinkie Twinkies cereal, cereal for five dollars. People, okay, Twinkies cereal—that'd make anybody sick. Yeah, but I'm anyway, pressing <laughs> right along. Maybe that wasn't it. I just couldn't believe I, I was actually, I didn't see them. She saw the Twinkie cereal. Uh, oof. We actually have a, a little routine. We do the, go to the grocery store. We call it cereal of the day. Is I generally pick out one that of the most ridiculously cartoony, horrible, super sugary looking designed to sell to kids cereal. And she lead, reads the list of ingredients and we both go groan and go, oh my goodness, people feeding this stuff to kids. It ought to, there ought to be a, well, I don't know about a law or anything. But, but people they, ought to do it. <laughs> there we go. You know, just, just get a bowl of sugar and set it in front of them. I mean, it's probably healthier. But anyway, <laughs> pressing right along. Same place. You have always been able to get canning supplies for cheap. Oh, yeah, they have, and they have wide canning lids. Right now, I saw some on the shelf. You cannot find wide canning canning lids anywhere and haven't been able to for nine months except we're except well stocked because we, we started out stocked and yeah. the ones i used over the summer i replaced because they were always available in those kind of stores yeah but, but you know it's because you just gotta know where to shop to find the stuff we've always been able to get i mean when everybody else for some when they had that craze about six months ago where you couldn't find toilet paper anywhere nowhere could you find toilet paper they had it by the pallet because people there are not tied to the news. It's Amish. 
They don't listen to the news. They don't pay attention to the news. They didn't realize they were supposed to panic and buy toilet paper. Exactly. (laughs) They didn't realize, listening to the news, they were supposed to panic and panic buy. At the worst of the canning supplies pinch, uh, there was one week where they had a sign out that you... They would only sell you two dozen at a time, which for some of these canning production factories that are Mennonite and Amish kitchens is not that many, but no. still uh, fairly generous. When you have four, five, six acre gardens, you can can a lot. <laughs> yeah. And when you've got that many kids, you can go through a lot. Trust me, we did when I was a kid. Had whole shelves of things downstairs. She is the youngest of nine. Nine. But I can't say my parents should have stopped earlier. No, but I do know what her mother once told me. She said, I wouldn't take a billion dollars for any child I've got or give you a plug nickel for another. (laughs) Yeah. So there you go. Can't blame her on that one. So I have also been noticing on the uh, some of the prepper forums that we go to, where we are now is uh, it is November of 2020. Mid-November. So there was the big drama about covid earlier on and then people kind of forgot about it but it didn't go away because virus don't care and now we're seeing another major upswing in cases bigger than ever before Um, especially in our rural areas it's actually infiltrating which it did not do the first time around really and now we're starting to see local hospitals with no beds and it's bad here and uh things like that so that's where we are and it's been interesting to me to watch the forums from people from the uh, more urban areas talking about what they can and can't get. Because our shelves never got bare. They they're never not, got bare of anything. Yeah, Some things got now. a little bit thin. thin, but it was never like you couldn't find what you needed, especially if you went to the farm and home store or one of the Mennonite stores or something like that. But I was noticing that a lot of people were talking about, okay, this is the lull. We expect it to get bad again this winter. Now is the time to go online and buy all that uh, never used stuff that panic buyers bought. And now they've decided it's not going to be a thing and they're trying to sell it or they're hard up for money and they're trying to sell it. And you can pick it up for really cheap now before the next wave hits. And it got me thinking about buying cycles and emergencies, which I've learned something about in the past year. An example. It has been a couple months ago, but we uh, it made uh, actually it went viral a little bit. Well, somebody was having a yard sale in Moberly, which is so uh, fifty seventy five miles from where we live, and they were selling tablefuls of toilet paper, tablefuls of this that they had panic bought or uh, bought profiteer to, bought a profiteer bought. I'm not sure which, and everybody was mocking them for having. Uh, all of these tables full of toilet paper. I wasn't saying anything, but I was <laughs> mocking them on the inside. <laughs> because we have uh, plenty ourselves, but we never had to clear out garage storage space for toilet paper. No, I mean, we, we have plenty because, you know, we buy a case full of the stuff and we're two people and we're not, you know, the kind of people that go through, you know, you don't do the makeup thing, which goes through a lot of toilet paper, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, and, you know, we just... He doesn't either do the makeup thing. No, I, I don't. I, I don't. I admit it. I'm, I'm a natural person when it comes to that. But anyway, pressing right along, the um, 
I'm a gun guy. You all know I'm a gun guy. And it, I, I kind of see a lot of the, the gun panic buying. And uh, you can pretty well tell when the gun panic buying seasons are on because you can't buy ammo. And you can't, well, unless you know where to look, you can't generally find guns like the AR-15s. Remember in the last big post uh, post uh, school massacre, uh, well, the one it's it's uh, it doesn't matter there, but the the one uh, that caused the big gun buying panic. There was a store. Uh, it was in Columbia at the time. It's moved to Boonville, called the Black Rifle. And all they do is basically AR-15s. They're uh, if you're familiar with the CMMG brand, they're basically the factory uh, store for the CMMG brand. This is what they do. And the factory store for CMMG couldn't get AR-15s during the panic time. They sold, they had a whole wall of AK-47s because that's all they could get. Um and the ones that they, well, I mean, they could get AR-15s, but they were just selling out of them when they came in. Because obviously the factory's still making them, and it's the factory store, more or less. Um, so they were just selling them left and right. And by the way, in case you're wondering, CMMG is a good gun. If you're looking for an AR-15, you can do a lot worse than a CMMG. They're good good firearms. Okay, kind of beside the point. Uh for a long time during that panic, Sandy Hook, that was what I was looking for, uh, you couldn't buy 9mm, which you could pick up pretty much everything else. Then the other caliber started going away, and then the 22 went away. It was the last to go. But once the 22 went away on the shelves, it was... Gone for a year. Closer to two. Well, we were so well stocked, we... We actually found one place that was selling whole buckets of the, uh, 22 practice rounds so we and, and picked those up to supply our plinking. We bought a couple bucks. Yeah, but, but we, it, it was uh, crazy. Now, I will tell you, what was happening was the gun show guys were going into the places like Walmart, which was selling 22 ammunition at the time. Um, they were going into places like Walmart, standing there waiting for the orders to come, and they were buying them out, and then they were taking them and profiteering by selling them at the, at the gun shows. This happened all over the country. And it, gun people know that they were doing this. And uh, right now, I mean, there's a shortage, as, as we're speaking, there's a shortage of 5.56 and 9mm and a lot of other things right now. And people who are getting them and putting them on the shelves are doing so at, you know, double or triple the price. A friend who's a gun, who has a gun uh, store, and he's been getting blasted for, you know, putting putting ammo out there. And he's putting it out there at his cost. He's just doing it so his guys have something to shoot. He's literally putting it out there at cost. But he's having to pay you double for it. I've seen signs on some places. We assure you our profit margin has not increased. These prices are up because our supply prices are up. And as soon as our supplier prices go down, so will our prices again. We're not making extra money off these things. We saw one of that these. That was sets a of, safety yeah. equipment at Harbor Freight, I think. Harbor it was. Freight, yeah. It was uh, nitrile gloves. Yeah. Um, and Harbor Freight, I mean, everybody knows Harbor Freight, if for nothing else, is cheap, right? I mean, if nothing else, Harbor Freight is cheap. And 
you know, I looked, their nitrile gloves were like 20 bucks for a box that's usually five. But that's, yeah, the signs up, like, you know, we're not gouging you. It's just, that's, the price is up. Because so, there's a shortage of the it, the stuff that makes it. And there's a lot of shortages, apparently, that are out there. So my thought was buying off-cycle. If you're listening to this podcast, it's likely that you're a prepper and maybe have been a prepper for a while or will be a will be a prepper after it's no longer fashionable again, which probably won't be terribly long. These things come and go. Uh, so when things are really hot, well, that's when you are, ought to already have that stuff on your shelf and you chill out and let the panic buyers have it. And then right after the panic for that passes and the supply catches up, there's a temporary oversupply and super sales, and then you go and stock up again. It's been working for us. We haven't been shopping very much, but that's, that's what we've been doing for the stuff we are shopping for. Yeah, almost everything we buy right now is food. That's pretty much it. And I'll admit, we are we are stocked to the gills on the right now. Yeah. I mean, we we're really, it's bullshit. To put it is we, the we got, we, we've got a, we've got a stop. <laughs> one of these days. Uh, of course, some of the, st- one of the things about us and food though, is a lot of what we eat is fresh. And so you do, you get, it doesn't last, but a week. We wouldn't have to eat fresh because no, we've got but, plenty of stored stuff, but we like it. So we do. And, and no I just right now not to. barely got the last, I think I've got one more picking out of my garden, which is silly because it's mid-November. But it's been good this year. And I've got one more picking probably of lettuce and beans out of it before it's done for the season. But then that'll be that until spring rolls around, except for grabbing the occasional bit of garlic. As long as the ground's not frozen, I can always find some of that. So, yeah, if you're... A serious prepper, and you've got your immediate needs for the short term met, then it's important not to get spooked by what everybody thinks we need right now, or think that because it's scarce, now is the time you must rush out and pay up for it. Because unless it's immediate an immediate need, what that usually means is now is the time when you should chill out and let other people pay up for it, and uh, buy on the backside when the prices go back down again. Okay, now I'm going to use gun terms because a lot of you guys are gun guys too. So this translates really easily. You know, a lot of gun guys will say you should have, for every gun, you should have uh, plenty of magazines for it and plenty of rounds. A lot of guys will say something along the lines, for every gun you should have, have at least six magazines or more. A lot of people say way more than that, but six magazines and a thousand rounds. And I'm just throwing these out here as an example. I'm not saying that's what I recommend. I'm just saying that's an example. You should have a thousand rounds and you should have six magazines. Well, if you only have two magazines and if you only have, I say only, if you only have a couple hundred rounds, you know, you may get the feeling that I've just, I've got, everybody says i got to have this other, i got to go pay up because that's what it's going to take for me to relax and feel comfortable. I get that. I totally get that. But I don't necessarily think it's a very good idea. And... I would encourage anybody wanting to do that to look for alternatives. Look for a different way you can go about it. Look to trade with somebody. 
trade something you don't need for for a guy who may have an extra, you know, extra magazines or go and look for other options. Let's say, for example, I saw on a I saw on a, on a forum post the other day, guys said, well, all I can buy is is uh, 12 gauge right now. All I can buy is 12 gauge ammunition. Nothing else is out there. Uh, I have a 12 gauge, but you know, I don't plan on using. You know, like my response was, "Well, 12 gauge is a fantastic prepping gun. So if all you can buy at a regular price is 12 gauge ammunition, and you feel like you need to buy ammunition, that's a reasonable purchase. And of course, this this goes across the board for any um, item. I'm just using guns as an example because I happen to be fairly up on that at the moment." The tendency is, and I've done this, I admit it, is to say, oh, man, they're selling them out. I'll never be able to get it. Yes, you will. The stuff isn't going out of style. And the other flip side is, what if you don't? Of course. Whoa. Uh, there's a lot of wildlife in northeast Missouri, so excuse us while we drive. Just had a close encounter with a deer. So it is, yeah. They are spooked this morning. Yeah, today's first day of deer hunting in Missouri. Yeah, there's people running all over shooting them. I'd be spooked was, too. That was a little button buck, and he was not a happy little fella. <laughs> this is his first hunting season. Yeah, it he, might be his last. I hope not. He was a little guy. Yeah, it'd be tasty. Yeah, pressing red one. Yeah. So, of of course, when you're prepping, there is always the knowledge in the back of your mind that. Things do not always go back to normal, and you actually may not have the opportunity in the future to do stuff now. So I'm not talking about the things you absolutely have to have. I'm talking here about the things that it would be good to improve your preps, or you've got needs in this area, but you've also got needs in other areas. I'm saying don't let yourself be spooked by what everybody else is buying and what you're not seeing on the shelves to creating a feeling of urgency in you that isn't there based on your real circumstances. Assess your own needs and absolutely take care of your own needs, but don't let other people's perceptions of needs spook you or or stampede you into paying up for stuff you don't need. Propping dollars are limited. There's always a lot of different directions you could go. So go with what you really need. And if there's a choice between things that are easily available now and things that are aren't, you'd like to have them both in your preps. Why not go for what you can get and not be spooked? Got a good example of that. I'd almost guarantee that during the toilet paper crisis of a few months ago, because uh, I know it's true, you could go to a big box store like a Wally World and you could, buy, could not buy toilet paper. What you could buy were five or six different types of water filtration systems, like the Sawyer filters, the Life Straws, that kind of stuff. You could buy those, but you couldn't buy toilet paper. The better water filtration you have, the less need you have for toilet paper from diarrhea. Exactly. (laughs) I mean, and frankly, you can live just fine without toilet paper. People did it for thousands of years. Even before the Montgomery Ward catalog came along. They didn't live nearly as well or as long without the water filters. That one really killed a lot of people. Still a does. A lot of people. 
still kills a lot of people, just not in yeah. our neighborhood. So water filtration, much more important than toilet paper. So you got to keep the priorities, you know, in line. And frankly, guns and ammo are one of those things that people like to think about, like to buy. Uh, pardon me if I'm being sexist here, but I think it's a macho thing to some extent to focus on that kind of stuff, even when it is not the greatest need you've got. I'm not all macho about it. I say the words pew pew. <laughs> I, got, I, got, I got me a new pew pew. <laughs> I'm not macho. No, but you do not exhibit some of the most annoying flaws that um, some people exhibit. I'll put it that way. Well, okay. He started to mansplain something to me a couple days ago. Oh, this was He got half a sentence into it, and he stopped himself and said, What am I doing? You know perfectly well how to do that. I said, Thank you, sir. Even worse. I'll, I'll go ahead and admit what it was. It was how to cut up the vegetables properly to make a stew. I'm seriously <laughs> telling her how the how the proper way is to cut potatoes to make <laughs> stew. And, and I, I got about a, a sentence in it that I'm uh, not only this mansplaining, this is just stupid. The woman <laughs> has made stews for years, and I'm what are you doing? Shut your trap. <laughs> You're not impressing anybody, not even yourself. <laughs> so, she was being yeah. nice and not admitting what it was. <laughs> but I'll own that. I did. And I, I have to stop myself from mansplaining from time to time because, man, splain. <laughs> yeah. But he's good about it and good about stopping himself, and that makes a big difference. So... The point here is, yeah, just because it's, you know, sexier than buying something to filter your own water or making sure you've got an extra can opener for all that canned food or thinking about how you're actually going to cook that stuff if the power goes out this winter or checking on your backup heat source for the house for the winter. Those aren't nearly as cool as making sure you got enough guns and ammo, but might be a better uh, spending of time and resources. There are cycles of buying associated with hard times, and 2020 has certainly had its share of those so far. But you can make best use of them by being on the off cycle, not being part of the horde of lemmings stampeding toward the cliff at the moment. I'm holding my thumb up. Yep. Look, that's going to do something. I'm holding my thumb up here. Good job. Like, you can see that on the podcast, and I'm holding my thumb up. I'm glad you communicated that to me, but until you said something about it, I'm pretty sure you weren't communicating it very well to our listeners. I didn't want to mansplain to them. Well, there you go. I thumbsplained. There we are. Which is not nearly as bad as, or it's better than thumb straining. There's just nowhere to go with that, so okay. we'll, we'll drop it and move on. You know, it's just like, we're going to go with the B-movie thing here. Where the creature dies, roll the credits. Well, the creature just died. We're going to roll the credits, even though we don't have any credits. So we said what we came to do. Don't so, be a lemming. Don't be a lemming. See ya. Unless your name's actually Lemming. I have a friend whose name's Lemming. It's okay. Bye.